Hey, welcome everyone to our first ever and possibly only our, our only ever COVID conversation. Hey, yes, I have been diagnosed with COVID, and although we have actually recorded Genesis number, I don't know, 14 by now, something like that, this one will probably hit the airwaves first, so this is going to be our first published one. I have the COVID. Yay! This is Scott. And this is Brad. And this is not about us. All right, we're back with more COVID stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, Brad, before we get started uh, on anything else, could you start us off in prayer, please? Should I be asking for healing? <laughs> <laughs> Yahweh. I like saying that. It's like, it's like saying, Daddy, Yahweh, Daddy, we love you. This whole podcast is to give you glory, to give you honor, because we love you. But Scott and I are, we're not interesting. We're not, we're nobodies. We can't do this. We need you to come guide us, to help teach us, and to help impart the things that you would want our listeners to know. So as always, Father, will you be here with us? Will you take control of this thing, and steer it towards the things that you want us to know. Yahweh, we love you, we cherish you, we give you glory, we give you honor, even the small amount that we can give. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. So uh, I do want to start off by saying, yes, as I've just said, I've got the COVID. Actually, I'm coming off of it. Um, I had pretty much a fever of about 100, uh, chills, body aches, that kind of thing going on. But for about two weeks, I've had something on and off, just some body aches, those disappeared. And I had, you know, not to gross anyone out, but I had just terrible diarrhea. Then that disappeared. Then I suddenly, after about a week of fighting through some other things, then suddenly I get a bad fever at the middle of nowhere. I thought I was fine. Uh, went back to work and boom, fever. I, I had actually gone in and taken a COVID test and it was negative uh, because the rest of my family had fever and chills before me. Uh, so I'm thinking, yeah, whatever, I'm fighting something. Got a bad fever and so my work, because I work for a clinic, they said, we want you to be tested a second time. And that one came out positive. So yay for me. Oh. oh my gosh, run for the hills. He's got COVID. I'm so scared. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, big deal, whatever, COVID, yay. I hear so many people talk talking like, you know, oh my gosh, I, I might have been exposed to COVID through my brother's third cousin's <laughs> nephew's girlfriend's co-worker. You know, I mean, it's like people are so terrified about this and I'm thinking, what's the big deal? Don't get me wrong, I know people have died, I'm not, but you know, I've met people at, who later died of influenza A, and and I've known people who have died, who have ended up dying of cancer, and people who have ended up dying in car accidents, 
and and other things. It's it doesn't make me stop my life. It's an upper respiratory infection. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not. We we still haven't found cures for a lot of other things. Heart failure, congestive heart failure, failure, AIDS. I mean, we're not in an uproar. We're not stopping our whole processes for those things. We're not we're not closing down all the fast food restaurants because they give us obesity and which then leads into all these other uh, issues, diabetes and heart failure and high bl- blood pressure and all of these things. We're not panicking for all of that. We're, we're panicking for an upper respiratory infection. And you're right, Scott. I, I will not, anyone that calls that clinic, um, I will give them love and support. But it is kind of ridiculous when someone calls up and says, I, I've been in contact with someone. Okay. Uh, it, was a, it was a fellow employee at work. Okay. How many people work at your location? Oh, probably 2,000. Okay, were this, was this in your department? Was this close contact? Well, no. I, I, they work a different shift than me. They work, they work in a different part of the building. But, but we work in the same building Yeah, with 2,000 people. I understand. We I don't work th- for the same company. <laughs> you know, and actually their office was in California, and this is Iowa. Oh, okay, okay. Now we're starting to get a little extreme. You know, <laughs> yes. I, I, will, I will give that person as much attention and and i will i will be sympathetic and and whatnot but it is kind of ridiculous we are taking this to an extreme there is a and the reason is is because there is a plot there is stuff going on um you'll hear us talk about conspiracy theories and all this kind of stuff and but it's not a conspiracy theory i was just about to joke hey you sound like that's a conspiracy theory (laughs) it's 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 not there is a plot whether it's whether it's some human or it's Mm -hmm. something spiritual or whatnot there's always plots Actually, I'm to the point, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the air, but I think I've mentioned it to you. I'm to the point where if anyone mentions, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, I automatically give it more credence. Absolutely. Because yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know, the term conspiracy theory itself is an invention by the CIA, and it was designed, and this has all been proven by documents that have been released because of the, because of, what, what's the act? The, the public... Freedom of Information. Freedom of Information Act. Thank you. Uh, so documents have been released that show they designed it, and they designed it for the purpose of getting us to ignore people who were actually on the right track. And what people were calling out and saying, the CIA is doing this and the CIA is doing this, were correct. And the Freedom of Information Act has proven they were correct. These were actually going on, uh, things such as MK Ultra and things like that. And the people who were actually finding it out and trying to make the rest of the people aware, what did they do? They put out a propaganda scheme to make those people look crazy. Yep. And it worked. How many people have, oh, it's just another conspiracy theory and and how many people just automatically blow it off now i'm not saying i accept everything i hear as being truth i analyze each thing individually based on its own merits but that's just it i base it on its own merits not on what the public has to say about it absolutely anytime you say theory that's not truth there's still there's still there's still the process of is this truth? Is it not? Testing it, trying to decipher if it is. And sometimes it just has to come down to feelings. 
Yeah, it seems like it could be true. But then I can't stand on that and say that is truth. The evolution theory is not the evolution truth. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to present a whole lot more evidence to show that before you can say it's true. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, theory is theory. Truth is truth. Yep. So... Um, just starting off with that, just saying, hey, I've got it and I don't care. And I have often, I've often joked about, uh, for those of you who are a fan of the movies of Joss Whedon or, or anything like that, you'll know what it means to be Whedoned. <laughs> and I was, I've often joked that uh, people are going to escape the COVID and it's done, it's gone, it's out. Yay, we're going to walk out in the street and get hit by a car and die. <laughs> as soon as everything, the th- as soon as the threat is over, you know, and for those of you who know Joss Whedon, you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, every one of his characters will get through the intense part. And as soon as it's relaxed, it's done. We've made it. One of them will die for some freak accident. He'll kill people off in the most ridiculous ways. Yeah. And uh, so that's what it means to be Whedoned. And I was like, how many of us are going to be Whedoned? Uh, we get through the COVID. Oh my gosh, we got through this terror. We got through this panicky crisis. Thank goodness. And we choke on something and asphyxiate and die. <laughs> I got through COVID. I'm having my celebrate celebrating cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, guys, we all die. Yeah. Period. Do I have to add anything else to that? We all die. We're mortal. We have finite existence on this planet. Who cares? You guys, you got to come to the realization, if you haven't already, eternity is what we should be looking at. E- you know, Jesus, Yahweh, our eyes should always be on him and nothing else. We all die, and if you are in Christ, that's not a bad thing. Exactly. So who cares how you die? We're going to die. Who cares when you know it's going to happen? Now, I admit I'm not a fan of certain methods of death. Oh, well, yeah. And I hope they don't happen to me. But but death in, in and of itself, I don't care about. Yeah. I mean, everybody, I think, wants the die in your sleep, comfortable. Yeah. You know, of course we all want that. But it's like Stephen Wright said, I want to die comfortably in my sleep like my grandfather and not screaming and terrified like the other three people in his car. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I mean that that's exactly. I I don't care that I have COVID. It's it's an annoyance. Okay, I, I care. It's an annoying, stupid thing. But um, hey, this is affecting us at the clinic more than you. Yeah, we need you back to work and answering <laughs> phones, sir. Now, on that note, <laughs> Brad, uh, I think you've got a praise report to give here. Speaking of working at the clinic. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you honestly didn't know what I was talking about, did you? I still don't (laughs) because, okay. Brad's got a raise. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I am going to working with Scott to working with his wife at her company. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have lunch with your wife, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Just want to apologize right now. No, no. Just kidding, honey. <laughs> That's okay. She doesn't listen. No, it's uh uh yeah, an interesting Okay, so 
this was not an easy decision to make, but it was a good decision for my family. Um, but I also still kind of struggle with this because I have to go back and forth. I have to really weigh things from not just my own personal perspective, but I also have to look into, is this something that God wants me to do? Is he asking me now to move into this new position? So mm-hmm. there was actually a lot of thought and prayer that was put into this. But yes, I will be I will be moving on to work um, as a fraud detention Fraud. <laughs> fraud detention. That's right. Fraud. You're in detention. Get, knock get, that off. Get, get in there. <laughs> detection uh, specialist. So basically. I need uh, to run that by my wife. Change the name to fraud detention. Yes. That's yes. what you should be. Uh, but, and actually this is kind of interesting. That's kind of what I do with my study sometimes. <laughs> or when I hear yeah. some new theory or whatnot. I, I test the spirit. I go, is that fraud? Is that right? Um, but basically, I'll be doing that in the financial aspect. So if uh, if uh, someone's trying to use your credit card, debit card, for you know nefarious purposes, I'm going to be the guy who's going to be trying to track that down and stopping it. So that's to me, that's kind of cool, too. I've, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but I've always had a a love for the idea of being in law enforcement or doing something along that line. So this is not law enforcement. Protecting, helping people. Yeah. This is not law enforcement, but this is still behind the scenes being able to maybe make a difference. And and I like that idea. And it did come with a significant, um, well, yeah, life-changing. I mean, it mm-hmm. definitely will put my family in a much better uh, position. Not that we were hurting, but we're now... We yeah. can now grow. We can grow as a family and uh, also caused uh, financial stress. I know I don't have financial stress. I'll throw that out there. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally okay with letting God provide. Uh, but my family, um, they do. And so this will help their worrisome minds as well. Uh, so it's good. It's good all around. So cool. I'm playing trader this time, Scott. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we're sick of you. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm still a little cloudy and loopy, so I'm just kind of rambling more than normal. But uh, I'm going to throw out with no segue whatsoever my next shout out for the day. For the week, for the whatever, <laughs> bi-weekly, whenever. I we, think part of the problem with this conversation is, is if it seems even weirder than normal, we're not doing it on our normal night because someone had COVID. Yeah. So we're doing this a couple days later and, <laughs> you know, it's and it's the middle of the day and like normally we do these in the evening. So I think we're both just kind of like, what's whatever. going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to shout out. Um, I, I've kind of pointed out some authors that have helped me out. I've pointed out some musicians. By no means an exclusive list, and I'm sure I will point out more in the future. But today, um, a new type of category, I suppose, at least the way I think about it, is watchmen. People who are actively watching and sharing and trying to alert people Uh, all of us, to things that are going on. And specifically this time, I'm going to point out a man by the name of Sid Roth. And I've seen several things that he's done. 
Uh, but he's got his own show. Uh, you can check him out. Just just Google him, Sid, S-I-D, Roth, R-O-T-H, and, and check out what you can. But uh, I don't agree with him in everything, as I agree with nobody in everything. Uh, case in point, I pointed out in um, earlier shout-out uh, Tom Horn and Chris Putnam, who have combined for several excellent books. I was listening to an interview with them one time together, and one of them is very clearly, uh, uh, he very clearly believes in a pre-tribulation rapture. The other one very clearly believes in a post-tribulation rapture, and yet they're good friends and work together and collaborate on all these books and do excellent work. And they have differences. Can you believe it? They have different opinions and they can still be friends. I know. Isn't it amazing? So I don't agree with everyone on everything. I don't have to. Uh, but I, I appreciate Sid Roth for his passion and for his, just his desire to put out the gospel message in this way and to alert people's things are going on. And it's never a focus of fear. It's never a focus of, look at all of the horrible things. Guys, we should be terrified and running for the hills. It's, it's always a focus on, on Jesus, on Yeshua, on Yahweh, on the power, the spirit, on, on letting this information sober you up, treat this seriously, and become the powerful warrior you were meant to be. He is the watchman. He's blowing the horn. He's alerting God's army. It's time to suit up. It's time to get your gear in place and, and in, in your hand. Put the helmet on your head. Put the armor on. It's time to move, people. And so for that, uh, I appreciate you. Sid Roth, Again, as always, I doubt you're listening. We're a tiny little thing, but I don't care. If you happen to be listening, I thank you uh, for what you're doing. I thank you too. Yes, I appreciate anyone that uh, uh, it is exciting. It is splendor. It is grandeur. Let's celebrate it. Let's, let's acknowledge that it, how awesome and, and powerful it is. And let's move. If it's time to move, let's move with it. Mm-hmm. Now, in my last... Uh, uh, my last Revelation podcast, I was trying to paint a picture of of that same thing, trying to encourage people, trying to, this is awesome and wonderful and gorgeous and and, and splendor. And to, and to me, as a, a, a as a person who is in Christ, it is. But then as I was doing more of the study, I actually got a little terrified because I, th- I realized from the perspective of, of someone who is not in Christ, it will be a very terrifying um, experience. Oh, definitely. So my goal with that one was to kind of terrify a little bit. I tried to paint a picture of what that would look like from the perspective of someone who was not in Christ. And uh, so, yes, I was trying to terrify you, but because it is going to be glorious and, and, and amazing and, and splendor, and I want you to come to him no matter which way, even if that means I have to terrify you a little bit. But, uh, or if it's just I can love you into it, but if need be, I'll terrify you into it, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah. that, that, that podcast, um, I have to admit, that one was, that one for me was a little difficult. 
I was having a real hard time. I was editing it, and I was having a, I, during that podcast, I was having a real hard time getting words right. My mind, I seemed almost unfocused, even though I was very, very focused. And I got to realize that it was because I have a, I have a brain issue that sometimes gets in my way. And on the majority of days, all it really does is cause migraines. But it can also cause me to have some cognitive problems or other things, um, not be able to pronounce words. When I was younger, I had to go through um, some resource classes, some speech classes and different things. And I realized during that podcast that all that's the kind of stuff that I don't really have to deal with on a daily basis anymore, but it, w- it was coming out during that podcast. And my pride sometimes gets in my way because if people laugh at me because of that, I can sometimes, my pride will get in the way because I know the word. I know how to say it. Right. You know, it's not a, it's not a, I'm a dumb, I'm not dumb. Uh-huh. I'm kind of dumb, but, <laughs> but it's, it's not, I'm not dumb. Why are you laughing at me? Uh-huh. I'm just having a hard time. Why can't you see that? And during the, uh, the editing, uh, Scott, you bust out laughing at me and it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. But uh, I, I'm doing the editing, and normally that would have that that would have been terrible, devastating to me. And for the first time in my life, I realized, Brad, it's pride. It's pride. And when I was listening to it again during the editing, I bust out laughing because it is ridiculous, enviously. See, I can say it now just fine. <laughs> but I could not, for the life of me, say it. Envy, envy, envy. It was, just, it, it was re- absolutely ridiculous. And, and, and did, you, did, you end up, did you figure out, because I listened to it again too, and I couldn't tell if you realized where I was going with, with penguins. <laughs> did you, do you understand my reference? Because there is a, you've told me about it before, but that's the only reason why. Okay. Should we share it? Uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. the story. He, there's a famous, uh, well, an infamous. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a um, a documentary he's giving, and he cannot say the word penguin. He keeps penguin, pen, penguin, pen, pen, penguin, pen. He, he just can't say it, and and it just became a block. And so that's when when you misspoke, I I said penguins. Or ping, I tried to mispronounce it actually. Right. Penguin. 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 Pen, pen, <laughs> penguin. And uh, yeah, and you, you kind of made a joke like, yeah, I'm envious of their little tuxedos. And I thought, oh, maybe he doesn't get. <laughs> no, I, I, I got it, but I was in a, I was in a weird place. But, but what I'm trying to say is, um, wow, for the first time ever, I was able to realize that you're not thinking you don't think I'm dumb well maybe you do but <laughs> but it's not an attack and then I just wanted to say I really really appreciate it because to me it almost felt like I was being attacked to me that message was really important in that one and so I was trying to get it out to the best of my abilities and I kind of feel like uh, whether it was a spiritual attack or just an attack of my own mind uh, I felt like I was being attacked and I wanted to thank you because I appreciated you. You you just bringing me back and helping me pronounce the words. Now I have this version. I, I edited most of that out, but I have uh, I have saved them for the bloopers because after I listened to them a few times, I'm like, <laughs> what? These are hilarious. Someday I'm going to make a blooper reel. Um, 
And so people can uh, participate and listen to those as well. But yeah, no, it was hilarious. It, it really was. But I wanted to thank you because whatever that attack was doing, whether it was my own self, self attack or if it was really a spiritual attack or whatever was going on, your help getting me back on track, I, I really did appreciate it. And I just wanted to, I wanted to share that. Um, but anyway, enough of this gushy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do understand that. I, I was pretty much, I won't say I was constantly bullied because that's not true. I had periods in my life where I was bullied because I was almost always the smallest kid in school or, or close to it. I was literally like second smallest kid in school at one point. I mean, we actually measured. Uh, but uh, and I remember the smallest kid was like, he was a tough guy. That's how he made up for it, you know. And, and I was just, basically what I did was just acted in a way that you couldn't hate me. <laughs> You know, when I remember people, uh, someone wanting, mentioning they wanted to beat me up and another kid was like, Scott, why? You know, it's like, what is there to find, you know, wrong? What is there to find hateful? You know, because that's who I tried to be. Um, so that was my defense more than anything, more, more than a moral thing. It was just my... Uh, I might as well blend and make myself neutral and just kind of just totally innocent on every level, not make myself controversial in any way. And growing up, I wish I wish I hadn't done that as much. I wish I had been a little more controversial. I wish I would have taken a few more punches to the gut and and what have you, uh, in a sense, and and not tried to hide so much and not been afraid of that sort of thing as much, because. Uh, when I came to the realization that that was pointless and that was actually hurting me more than anything, uh, it was like I had to learn it. And I had, I, had, I had to go through several years where even though I logically got to that point, I still had to emotionally grow into that and, and become that person. It wasn't just natural. I wish I'd had a lot longer in my life to be that way. I wish I'd learned it at a younger age. There's a lot of things I wish I had learned at a younger age. Mm-hmm. I, uh, for me, I was a pretty quiet kid. I was the kid that could be in the room and conversations could be going on and someone might turn around and go, oh, Brad's been here. You know, I was mm-hmm. just always very quiet and, and, uh, and a lot of that was because of those kind of reasons. I, I had a phobia of appearing dumb. Really? Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it came from a selfish pride. I was, my reading comprehension was always well above wherever I was at whatever level I was in school. In, um, in middle school, I was reading at a uh, 12 plus. So I was basically reading at a college level. You know, in middle school, I was, people were reading Goosebumps and I was reading Stephen King. You know, <laughs> I was, I was, I, I picked up some of the most difficult books at the time. The Bible was one of them. I picked up some of the most difficult books just to prove I can comprehend this. It was an arrogance. It was a, uh-huh. a selfish pride thing. Uh, huh. But my words betrayed me. You know, I could be having a conversation and mispronounce words. And even to this day, I still have a self-defense mechanism. I will purposely mispronounce some words. Um, one of the biggest ones is... Uh, 
you're going to give her a complex. Sometimes I'll say, uh, you're going to give her a complexion. You know, like <laughs> I, I purposely do that. So people, when I do screw up and say a word wrong, my hope is that people will not, they will think, oh, he's just being Brad. He's just being, uh-huh. you know, it's, it, all these little things that I picked up because I had this phobia. And that's why I was so quiet. There were so many times I remember as a kid, I would want to just go and join a conversation, but I was always afraid I'd look dumb. Mm-hmm. And so I was just the quiet kid that was always in the back. Now, this all changed pretty drastically when I joined the working world. And when I joined the working world, I don't I don't know what the connection was, but I really came out of my shell. Huh. And then I had I had people tell me that I was a good speaker. And then that almost put too much pressure on me because it was like, well, now I can't screw up at all. Oh, boy. You know, people tell yeah. me I'm a good speaker. Okay, I cannot, I cannot screw this up then because I really don't want to make this person who thinks I'm a good speaker think I'm dumb. I don't know why. I don't know why. Now that now as I'm growing in life and growing in my relationship with God and all that, I realize all of that was so stupid. I remember um, uh, a pastor t- telling a story about his dad, who was also a pastor, uh, preaching in the 60s. Uh, he was preaching loud and strong, and he's talking about Samson. And his, the subject was Samson, and people are just snickering, and he can't figure out why. He gets halfway through his sermon before he realizes he has accidentally replaced Samson with the word Tarzan. <laughs> His whole sermon, he's been talking about Tarzan and, and didn't realize it. You know, so I, things like that, you know, it's just like, you know, hey, they just prove we're human. Right, right. I guess, I, I guess the fear then is not that I, wanted, that I was afraid to look dumb, but I was just afraid people would realize I'm human. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just funny looking back now you wish you'd maybe been taking a few more punches to the gut and i wish i could have just joined some conversations once in a while mm-hmm. you know and i'm yeah. so glad i got to this point that i did because uh now it's important now i realize sometimes i need to join some conversations to you know help people get maybe where they need to be who would think that i'd be doing a a podcast <laughs> yeah it's kind of like uh you, you know that jars of clay song and the trouble is we don't know whose we are instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I think that's it. I think to the Christian, to the believer growing in faith, I mean, we're all at different levels of our faith, but the person who more closely understand God's truths and adheres to them, everything else doesn't phase you because uh, his truths are absolute. If you don't have that, then to the world... Truth is determined by the more no, the more people you can get on your side. So, when you're a kid, or when you're even if you're an adult, if you don't have that, everyone laughing at you and calling you an idiot, you feel that's not right. But if it's ten against one, what's your defense? If they're all saying, "Nope, you're dumb," I am not. Yes, you are. We all call you dumb. It it feels like there's weight to it. Right. Even if you don't believe them, even if you think they're wrong, you don't really have a way to shut them up. To the believer who says, God loves me, that's absolute. I know my place in him. I know who he is. I know he's God. I, I, I know this to be true. And there's no way of getting around that. Then to the people laughing at you for it, 
it no longer makes you feel like you could be wrong or it no longer makes you feel like you're in a wrong place. Instead, now your emotion is pity. Yeah. For their horrible, horribly incorrect point of view. That's kind of like the atheist versus the Christian. Mm-hmm. That's right. where we all are at some point. We're all guided by, uh, to some degree, throughout our lives, we're all guided by what other people say. And the more we can get away from that, the better. But mm-hmm. it's still there. It still affects us all. Yeah. This is kind of reminding me of uh, uh, Ray Comfort. I've mentioned him before. He, um, check out his video called The Fool. And kind uh, it kind of will show what we just discussed there a little bit. Um, he basically, he had a, a joke that he would share when he was speaking to Christians and the atheist community uh, found these and kind of misled how they were interpreted so they weren't a joke. They were trying to make it seem like this is what he actually believed and it makes him look like a fool. And the, it's just kind of a cool little video. It shows how that... Because of that, atheists don't take him serious. They think he's a, this this joke, and he's been able to actually use that to get in front of several well-renowned atheists and preach the gospel. And also, he has atheists on their own YouTube channels, on their own websites, reading his books word for word, which includes gospel truth, <laughs> yeah. He has them reading it word for word and they're sharing the gospel. You know, it's just it's just a cool little video that shows how when we set aside our pride, God can use that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Oh, anything else you got you want to throw out there today? Yes. Um by the time that we that once again, I'll have this posted as soon as I can, but this is August 23rd. So by the time we're recording this, this has already been a little over a week ago that this happened, but I just want to throw out there, pray for China. Pray, oh, yeah. pray for the Christian underground in China. I heard about recently, didn't see it on any major news sources here in America. It came through all of my kind of um, foreign news sources or even like my prophecy watchers and all this kind of stuff basically in china they had this kind of nationwide search where they broke into people's homes they they removed crosses they removed bibles they removed pictures of jesus whatever they could find they replaced them with pictures of uh, the top leadership of china and basically told them don't ever put this stuff back in your house and don't take down the pictures that we put in here. And if you do, we're going to take away your benefits. The government will take away your benefits. And mm-hmm. already China has basically manipulated their country that the citizens are, they don't just rely. We rely on those, but they need. It's the only way you can survive in China is to, is at the is at the hill of the government and those benefits. Um, so this is this situation that didn't get publicized all that much. Um, this is pretty bad for the underground Christian church in China. Um, this this kind of stuff can be really uh, life threatening for them. So um, I would just say pray, pray for Christians in 
China. Absolutely. Pray for Christians everywhere, but specifically right now, just because of the attack that's going on there, uh, let's pray for them in China. Amen. Toby Mac song, if you got to start somewhere, why not here? Why not here? If you got to start sometime, why not now? Mm-hmm. So why not now? Uh, China, we just lift you up. The church, the body, the, the Christ, Yeshua, in the lives of believers, we just lift you up and we pray power. We loose the spirits of wisdom and power into your lives to know what to do and to be able to do it. To the church in China, to the body of Yeshua in China, we lose courage. We lose tremendous faith in you. And to the antagonists, we bind you to the spiritual forces in China seeking to keep them down. We bind you to the spirits of antagonism, to the spirits of hatred, to the spirits of fear in China attacking God's people. We bind you. We send you straight to hell. You will have no authority in this situation. We pray peace and love, but we pray peace and love not from an absence of anything wrong, but we pray because of such a tremendous, overflowing, just presence of God, presence of the Holy Spirit in all of their lives, just a such an overflowing power and, and just waters of life flowing out of each person that anything negative coming their way is, is washed away and seen by everyone else around them uh, wondering who this God is, uh, who he really is. We just pray power in your life. We pray the power of the overcomer. We pray that you are more than overcomers in China. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And not just in China, but right now, that's a focus. But, but uh, not certainly not. You're not the only ones out there. We're all with you, and we're all, we've all got troubles to various degrees. The church is being persecuted in the greatest numbers since the time that it was being birthed. It's just not documented. It's just not in the news. There's just not a, a care. Well, we care, and God cares. So for my piece, I'll just encourage best I can. Be strong. Remember that God will even use this for good. Mm -hmm. And know that you are loved and people are praying for you. And then to Americans, don't fall into the trap of thinking that this will never happen to us. Because it is possible. There are plots in place. Our country is losing its Christian values. Has been for decades. Yes. If you haven't seen it, you're just not paying attention. Yes. So to people who right now who might say, well, China's our enemy, who might say, why, why should we pray for them? Well, 
just imagine that we're in a time where that's happening here, where Christians are being persecuted here. Would you not want them to pray for you? Anything else? Or is this a good time to wrap it up? I think that's about all that's on my heart right now. Okay. I always know in about an hour and a half, I'll go, oh, why didn't I? So I always <laughs> kind of give myself a moment to think, eh, something going to jump out at me now. But nothing's really, nothing's really hitting me at this moment. So I'm going to take that as an indication that I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> the cool thing is we could always get the mics back out or we will probably have another conversation next week. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, and that's just it. I just want this to flow as it flows. Oh. I, don't, I don't want it to be manufactured. One real, one real quick update. I mentioned this in the Genesis study too, but that one might still be a ways out before I get that one edited and uploaded. Um, I have to apologize. Um, I've been doing my best to make this podcast make this podcast <laughs> i've been doing my best oh there it is the laughing at me oh <laughs> no i uh i've been doing my best to make this podcast grow i've i've had to learn a lot of new skills things i kind of knew but have never really practiced before creating a website how do i what programs do i need to edit audio what programs do we use to make even the mics work? We had to figure that out. I mean, there's been a lot of things. One of them was that I had thought I had uh, solved was getting the comment section on our podcast. Oh, yeah. And recently, I just discovered I was, it's because I logged in to our website from a different browser. Normally, I use Google and I'm logged in and I, and I went to one of the actual podcasts and there was no comment section. And I thought, well, that's weird. It's supposed to just automatically appear when I upload these. So I investigated and I realized I had not had the setting set that guest to the site could make comments. The only people who were able to make comments is if they were already logged into their browser, to their Google account, to whatever. And so I am so terribly sorry. Um, I've, I thought that the comments were up and running and I thought that was... That problem was solved. They now should be fixed. Um, I have gone into the settings and I have figured out I just had to select a button that said allow guests to comment. And so now comment sections will comment sections will appear on all the podcasts going forward. I'm still struggling to figure out how to get them on the previous ones without having to republish, which would be kind of a nightmare to do but i will do it if that's my only option and i am so sorry for that well for my part i forgive you well thank you <laughs> oh boy well um still kind of dazed and confused so um i'm hoping this podcast turned out wonderfully i really don't know at this point um so if you're sitting here listening to this whole thing, wondering why did I sit through this, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'll be more energetic and focused next time. Uh, but good, you know, if, if, if you're sitting there right now going, boy, that Scott just does not sound like he knows what he's doing. I don't. That's confirmation. You're right, and that's all good. I will let God have that one because, as always... I'm Scott, and I'm Brad, and this 
is not about us.